Yes, yes, once again. Welcome to the V Dot and Friends Podcast. This is DJ V Dot, aka your auntie's favorite DJ, aka your granny's favorite referral coordinator, aka the late night plumber. Follow me on all social media. Twitter and Instagram is V Dot underscore the underscore DJ. Snapchat is DJ V Dot757. Shout out to my homeboy, Most McFly, my A-Squad brethren, on giving me an intro to my my podcast here. I'm on another level right now. (laughs) Feel real good, real good. But anyway, right now I'm watching uh, WrestleMania 24. Uh, That's going to be one of the podcast reviews I do here next in a couple of weeks with uh, my high school homie, Tori. We're going to sit here and chop it up for for y'all and... uh, go over i think one of the top five wrestlemanias of all time i've been watching it so far and this this junk started off spicy uh right now i'm on the rick flair versus Shawn michaels match but we'll definitely get into that uh make sure you find this podcast wherever podcasts are available that's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher radio cast pocket cast and whatever else it has cast on the end, you can probably find the V Dot and Friends podcast there. Uh, also on the Anchor app, which I record this every week for you. Uh, download the Anchor app at Google Play or the App Store. Uh, you can be a part of the podcast. Actually, you can search V Dot and Friends, leave voice messages. We could put you on the show. Just have a good old time talking about wrestling. Uh, now this week I def I went back on the uh, WWE pay per view generator. Uh, came across Vengeance 2006. Uh, 2006 was when DX reunited. Uh, CM Punk was a a gangster for John Cena in the John Cena vs Triple H match. But uh, we're going to go over Vengeance. Vengeance had, uh, it was about two and a half, three hours of hot garbage, but we're going to talk about it anyway. So once I come back here, and uh, well, well, no, let me talk about my weekend before I actually get out, before we start talking about this. So I DJed a uh, 80-year-old birthday party for a guy named Tootie. Tootie was a cool dude. I was setting up my equipment, getting ready for this shindig, and uh. He walked in about 15 minutes before the party started, got his scotch, double, came up to me, said, young blood, I'm about to tear this party down. I said, I see you. I see you. Not thinking anything of it. Once the, the, I guess once the, the liquid courage came into play, the music was rocking a little bit. Man, this dude got down, man. He like, uh, I was like, I hope I'm that way at 80 because he was cutting some rugs. <laughs> but anyway, after uh, I'm going to come back here. Gonna make sure my dog's okay, and then I'll start talking about 
Vengeance 2006. If you haven't watched Vengeance 2006, uh, you can catch it on the WWE Network. Just search the pay-per-views. Search under 2006 and you're sure to find it. But let's go ahead and uh, jump on into it here in a couple seconds. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, this week, the WWE Random Pay-Per-View Generator uh, has brought us to the year 2006. The pay-per-view is Vengeance. Little history uh, before this pay-per-view. This was year 2006, like I said. WrestleMania 22. Rob Van Dam won the Money in the Bank contract in the latter match. Uh, and then went on to beat John Cena at ECW's One Night Stand 2006. Uh, with a little assistance from Edge. Edge came and speared John Cena through a table. And RVD hit him with the five-star frog splash to get the pin. Uh, this is also the time where Mr. McMahon was having some problems with Shawn Michaels. Uh, put him into the Kiss My Ass Club. They had a match at WrestleMania 22. Big moment from that match was uh, Shawn Michaels hitting the crotch shot before the elbow drop off the ladder. Um, if you haven't watched that pay-per-view, you can go back on the WWE Network and check it out. This was also the time I started watching wrestling uh, back again. I took a, a hiatus for maybe good eight years so I missed a lot of the the end of the attitude era and the beginning of the ruthless aggression era but back in 2006 y'all remember when uh you could buy the WWE classics channel on cable you know I had that that little $6.99 a month was added to my bill all right let's just let's go ahead and jump into the pay-per-view first match we had a rematch from uh ECW one night stand with Randy Orton going against Kurt Angle I don't know about y'all, but I, I like the first Randy Orton theme better than this one now. Get on me a Twitter. Let's talk about that. Uh, now, this feud originally started at WrestleMania 22. There was a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship with Kurt Angle as the champion. Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio, where Rey Mysterio ended up winning his first heavyweight championship. Now, history would tell us this would be one of Kurt's last appearances on pay-per-view for the WWE because later on he would be released uh, to go to T and he ended up in TNA. Now, this match was pretty decent. It wasn't anything we haven't seen before from the two men. It was almost similar to the same match they had at one night stand, but the difference between uh, this one and that one that Randy Orton got the win after Kurt Angle hitting the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, there was a reference made about J.J. Reddick and his uh, problems with drinking and driving. And any Duke slander is great slander to me, so I appreciated that. Shout out to Jr. for that one. Match was good. Crowd was into it, so we move on. There's a backstage segment with uh, Vince McMahon. He's tired of the antics of Degeneration X. And a child comes in with a wheelchair. Uh, little did Vince McMahon know. That child was actually there to see him, but he thought it was just another game by DX. So he ends up opening the door, kid in the wheelchair, and he pushed him down the hallway. A little funny take. There's a reason why Vince McMahon is the man in sports entertainment. He brings any type of emotion. He could, he could change emotions for you sentence by sentence. You'll cheer for him one second, and then you're blowing him out the building the next. And Jonathan Coachman, uh, he was in the segment too. I think he is a better on-screen personality than actually being a commentator. Uh, I feel that role fits him a lot better. 
So next we got Umaga versus Eugene, flanked uh, flank by Doink the Clown, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Kamala. Uh, Umaga had his manager Armando Alejandro Estrada. Estrada, but you know, I tried to play along with it. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Anybody knows, let me know. But um, this match was maybe five, six minutes. That's including the interests of everybody in, involved. Uh, Umaga won with the Samoan Spike. Then he, uh, he attacked Hacksaw. He attacked Doink. Then they had a little standoff with uh, Kamala. But it really didn't go anywhere. Uh, Alejandro uh, Estrada ended up just bringing Umaga out of the ring. Next segment was uh, the two or three out of the two out of three falls match between Ric Flair and Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley was being interviewed before the match uh, by Ty Gresham, you know, from ESPN. Now, it uh, Mick read the segment from Ric Flair's book "To Be the Man," the autobiography. Uh, he was saying how pretty much, well, Ric Flair was saying pretty much Mick Flair, ah, Mick Foley. Is a glorified stuntman that got under the skin for him. So it set up everything for the two out of three falls match. Uh, we saw our first glimpse of Charlotte Flair on WWE television. She was out in the crowd along with the rest of the family. Uh, now this was, uh, this was a good match. Ric Flair uh, ended up winning the two out of three falls match. The first match, the first fall, I would say he won with the roll up. Uh, second fall, he won by disqualification because Foley went off and went all extreme on him. Uh, ended up hitting him with the barbed wire, bat across the face. You know, back in 2006, blood was a, blood was a fair game. Not so much nowadays. But uh, I think the best match in their feud was the uh, Extreme Rules match they had to close the feud out after this one. Um, I, don't, I can't remember what pay-per-view that was, but it was in 2006. Uh, next, we had Carlito in the back getting interviewed by Maria. I'm glad Maria's back with the WWE. She had her long stint, Ring of Honor, New Japan, trying to get back. Brought her and her husband with them. Shout out to Mike Canellis. Or Mike Bennett. I'm sorry, I don't want to do that to you. That's just your name on TV. But anyway, they're having their typical TV 14 interview. Here comes Tori Wilson in a bikini talking about uh, I need somebody to oil me down and could you grab my puppies I am so glad the time has changed for women's wrestling and they're more than eye candy now because that uh that segment was borderline trash well not borderline it was straight trash so we get to the uh the match that Carlito's in it's a triple threat match for the intercontinental title uh with Johnny Nitro uh champion Shelton Benjamin and Carlito uh, this was the best match of the night, hands down. The crowd was definitely into it. it had some great spots. Uh, and these guys, it's in the match. I always wondered why these three individuals never were able to get that main event scene pushed. Like, they, they kept them at the bottom of the bottom or kept them right in the middle. Like, there was definitely a, gla a glass ceiling. Um, shout out to Johnny Nitro for leaving the company and doing big things with Lucha Underground. Um... Uh, impact several in, indie scenes out here he's champion of uh several different locations so shout out to him carlito he looks like he's in fair spirit i saw him at wale mania this year with uh chavo guerrero and alberto del rio nitro gets the win and becomes intercontinental champion um after carlito hit shelton with the backcracker nitro came in like did the normal hill thing threw carlito out the ring 
and got the pin. <coughs> Next, we go backstage again to uh, the Spirit Squad and Vince McMahon uh, talking their strategy to how to get rid of DX uh, in the main event. And shout out to Dolph Ziggler, man. He had straight dirt from being a caddy to being a cheerleader to being a two-time world champion. A Grand Slam champion at that. Shout out to Dolph Ziggler for making it out of the out of the bubble. So next is uh, the WWE Championship match between Rob Van Dam and Edge. Let me know if you agree with this, but Edge has the top 10 interest music in WWE history. WWE history top 10 entrance theme of all time that was a pretty good match uh, I like the package they had explaining the match between RVD and and Edge man if Rob Rob Van Dam could have could have let Mary go or if Mary, marijuana wasn't as bad as they portray it to be I think uh, RVD would have had a better run because at the beginning of his career, his ECW days, there really wasn't much of a of a character when it came to Rob Van Dam. And it, it kind of hindered him when he got to WWE, but by 2006, he was in his bag, man. But due to uh, circumstances outside the ring, he was unable to keep that belt pretty much longer. He won this match with the five-star Frog Splash. But he lost it shortly after to Edge and then ended up losing the ECW title also. Uh, now the next match was uh, Kane versus the Imposter Kane. Uh, they did this uh, the same thing with The Undertaker back in the early 90s. I don't know if you remember the SummerSlam where uh, Primetime Brian Lee from ECW was The Undertaker. And they had the whole Leslie Nielsen trying to crack the case of The Undertaker. They didn't go too much into extent like that, but it still was kind of the same thing. Um, the Imposter Kane is a uh, current WWE superstar. Um, and I say that's pretty too sweet, if you ask me. Yeah, that's right. The good brother, Big LG. Luke Gallows um, was Imposter Kane. You know, 2006 was also the time where Kane's movie, See No Evil, uh, debuted. So anything they could do to get any type of promo was... Uh, that's what Kane was doing. The crowd really wasn't into this match. Uh, uh, crowd was starting to chant boring. Booze threw out of it. But uh, my man Luke Gallows, the imposter Kane, actually got the uh, the win over that. He was um, he got the <laughs> the winner's purse that evening. Shout out to Luke Gallows for for sticking to his dream, man, because he definitely wasn't set up for success either. I mean, imposter Kane, Festus. Then he was uh, he was Luke Gallows with the Straight Edge Society. He had to go to he turned into Doc Gallows in TNA, as part of the Aces and Eights. Then he found his real calling in the Bullet Club in New Japan. Shout out to Carl Anderson. Uh, the next match, John Cena versus Sabu in a lumberjack match. You had the ECW crew on one side, and you had the Raw team on the other side. Now, in my opinion, this was the first nail in the coffin for uh, the WWE's version of ECW. Sabu, he's overrated. And without being able to use chairs, ladders, jump off of tables or barbed wire, Sabu really wasn't it, man. 
Sabu was a, a one style wrestler, kind of similar to uh, Abdullah the Butcher, even though Abdullah could actually have matches without those things. Um, if it's my, in my opinion, I would have used Tommy Dreamer for that role just because it's Tommy Dreamer. I mean, he can tell stories. He doesn't have to be hardcore every time. He sells great. He's not doing stupid, stupid stuff that could eventually injure you. I mean, there's a spot. Sabu just fell flat on his back. He got uh, he got caught with the attitude adjustment through a table. Uh, straight bedlam outside of the ring. But John Cena actually wins with the, uh, the STF. The main event was uh, the Spirit Squad versus the Generation X. Now, this was good for the newly or the reformed group. Um, there wasn't really a Hill group that was on their level at the time to start a, a program with. Eventually, they started mess. Uh, they started battling Rated RKO, uh, Randy Orton and Edge, in the following months. But uh, the crowd, they, they did the right thing. They left the crowd happy going home. Uh, with the uh, the super finisher, the sweet chin music, and the pedigree, uh, one, I would believe it was Mikey ended up becoming the first member, and I think the only member of the Triple H Kiss My Ass Club. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that match was all right overall. Uh, this pay per view was trash, man, like trash. I felt bad sitting back for two hours and twenty nine minutes actually watching this. Now, you know, using the random pay-per-view general generator, uh, you're liable to get some duds. Let me know what y'all thought about this, uh, this pay-per-view by downloading the Anchor app at the Google Play or the App Store. Find my podcast and leave a message. Or uh, catch me on Twitter and Instagram at v.v underscore DJ. Snapchat is djv.757. Let me take a little break, and then uh, we'll go over the week that was wrestling. Uh, Ring of Honor had a show this weekend. New Japan had their show this weekend with uh, a couple of title changes. We'll also get up. <coughs> we'll also jump into. Sorry, we'll also jump into uh, my predictions for Saturday show in Australia, the uh, Super Showdown. But let me get some water because obviously I'm about to cough my freaking lung out. And I'll get back to this. Alright, so we'll do a quick rundown of the week. Uh, we'll do the uh, Super Showdown predictions. And then we'll ride on out into the sunset for this week. Uh, so Raw, show started off with the uh, with Dean Ambrose. And was it Carly? Yeah, it was Carly Caruso. Um uh, Asking him, what does he feel about the comments been made? I guess they're setting up this possible hill turn of Dean Ambrose. So he made his little points. Uh, ended up wrestling Braun Strowman at the beginning of the show, which caused Roman Reigns to come help him out because he was almost out. Then caused Dean or caused Seth, Dolph, Drew, all, everybody's all in the ring. Then we get a Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler match, which is pretty good. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins was later down the line of the night. Uh, Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey was a pretty decent match. Bobby Roode and Connor. It seemed like the first hour was dedicated to the main event, and the last fifteen minutes was dedicated to the once no, 
the last time ever match between Undertaker and Triple H. Which made me uh, like it, even though I felt like uh, I'm officially an old man now because they showed a graphic saying Shawn Michaels was up next with long flowing hair. One of his poses back, I guess this was looked like it was 2006 to 2008 Shawn Michaels, the graphic they used. Here comes out Shawn Michaels, what I thought he had a do-rag on or a stocking cap uh, under his cowboy hat, but now he has the stone cold balding. So I guess I'm officially an old person. All my superstars, all my favorite guys are now bald. But uh, that set up their match. It was a good segment, one of the, the better segments of the evening because, like I said, it just wasn't much too raw this week. They really didn't give too, uh, too much emphasis. I mean, you did have your your KO and Elias get booed out the building. That was one of those things I haven't heard in a long time. That was close to, like, Vicky Guerrero booze. Like, shout out to Seattle for always being about their events, man, from football to... And the funny part about it, they were talking about how they didn't have their basketball team anymore. And Detless Shrimp and uh, Brent Berry came, name came up. So they responded to Twitter and uh, issued the challenge to the the team of Elias and KO. Uh, they ended up getting the best of Bobby and uh, Leo Rush this week. Too bad Cena wasn't there to come fight him off. I think that would have made the house match feel match or the house show match feel get away just a tad, you know? Because like I said, Super Showdown to me feels like a glorified house show. I mean, we do have a couple of title matches up there, but it really just feels like something that would be played in MSG on a normal day just with a big crowd. Moving on to SmackDown. SmackDown started off with uh, AJ Styles pretty much saying he's not leaving his home until he's for sure that Samoa Joe is on his way to Australia and he will bury Joe alive. I'm excited for this. This is definitely a different feel than any of their TNA feuds. Um, They have been attached to each other for well over 15 years, so I'm glad they got a new wrinkle into this storyline. I'm Totally invested because I know one, we'll get a good match. And two, this story has definitely been told well. Uh, The New Day started their cooking show, New Day Cooks. But, of course, that was interrupted by Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, The bar attacked Mr. Bootyworth. Mr. Bootyworth didn't do nothing to nobody, man. You should have left that man alone. But they'll get their just desserts here in a couple of days. Then we had the one night in Milwaukee. Uh, Aiden English is a, is the king of photo editing and video editing. Uh, made it look like Lana said, I want you. One night in Milwaukee. Threw Rusev all off, so we'll see where we're going with this. It's a storyline for Lana. If you don't watch Total Divas, this is something she's been looking for for a while. What else did we have on SmackDown? talked about AJ, we talked about Joe, we talked about the new, J- new Day in the Bar, One Night in Milwaukee. Oh, yes, shout out to my man, Shelton Benjamin, getting the clean pin in the middle of the ring on Daniel Bryan. That's good. Whenever you're on TV and you win, hey, that's a win for me. I enjoy that. Uh, 205 Live was, uh, it was good. Uh, the main event was... Kalisto versus TJ Perkins. 
Uh, Kalisto ended up getting the win, but TJ took his mask. Uh, they geared us up for next week's version of Leo 5 Live, where he has an open challenge to anybody that would want to go see the 23-year-old piece of gold. Cedric, the Ale- Cedric Alexander and uh, the Cruiserweight Champion and Buddy Murphy, they're wrestling this Saturday at the uh, Super Showdown for the Cruiserweight title. They did hype up the whole fact that it's in Melbourne. Uh, Buddy's from Melbourne, so he should have the home field advantage. I'll give a prediction now for that. I think he will might he might actually take it, take the belt off of, uh, Cedric Alexander. It's been over a year since Cedric has lost a singles match. 365 days and counting, he's been a winner. So I think they might uh, change gears. If not, let's keep it on Cedric. The age of Alexander is upon us. Well, let's jump back into uh, SmackDown real quick, real quick. Uh, Randy Orton and Ty Dillinger. Now, if you weren't familiar with last week, Randy attacked Ty while he was wrestling Shinsuke. Uh, for, was, it a, was it for it? It might have been for the U.S. title. But uh, he was wrestling Shinsuke, and Randy Orton came out of nowhere and attacked him, saying, I just don't like that 10 crap that he does. So uh, the match didn't start, and somehow Randy Orton had got... Ty Dillinger's fingers between the turnbuckle, I guess it's the latch, that it latches onto the pole, and started, tw- uh, my, I felt like my finger broke the second I saw, I saw that, man, I was like, that is too much, too much, but Randy's been on that, that extra, extra, I, who could I can compare it to, anything close is like maybe Minoru Suzuki, with the aggression that he has, but, uh, yeah, Randy's on one right now. I think Randy's trying to make himself be liked again. Oh, we also uh, had a Oscar versus uh Oscar versus Peyton Royce on SmackDown. Just to hype up their match this weekend also. Uh NXT, we had a uh, Lars Sullivan versus EC3. Lars Sullivan picked up the victory. This man even did a diving head but off the top rope. Uh, my guy, Crip, my homie Chris, he's like, yo, that's 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 the dude. I like a good monster heel. He's definitely a monster heel, man. So we'll see where that takes him. Uh, I think it's kind of one-dimensional, but maybe that's what he's just there for, just to be a, a monster. We had uh, Candice LeRae versus Lacey Evans, which was a good match. We had uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tony Nese, another great match. Uh, the wrestling family uh, looked strong this week on NXT. They hyped up the uh, next week's match between the uh, uh, Ricochet, Adam Cole, and Pete Dunne for the North American Championship. So we'll see how that is. Uh, they hyped up Shayna Baszler in her Evolution match with Kyrie Sane. Danny Burch and uh, Oni Lurkin. They had a interview segment. Wasn't much though. Uh, this week's women's uh, May Young Classic, though, man, that was hot fire all the way through. All four matches were excellent. Uh, Lacey Lane versus, Te- Te- how do you say it, Tiara Cotty? That was good. Uh, I thought uh, Cotton, you might have been able to uh, get the win, but she fell short to Lacey Lane. Uh, Casey Catazzaro, the American Ninja Warrior versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, you know how I feel about her. think she's excellent. Uh, she ended up getting the victory on a... Uh, Casey there. Tony Storm versus uh, Hiroyu Matsumoto. <laughs> hey, I'm getting better with this. Yes. A fire match again. Uh, t- 
typical uh, strong style type of match. But the match of the night definitely was Mercedes Martinez versus Mako Satamora. If you got the WWE Network, I really advise you, if all weeks to watch the Mae Young Classic, watch this week. Watch this week. This was definitely excellent. Man, it was good. But that's it. Oh, we got to do the, we'll do the quick prediction show, or predictions for uh, Super Showdown. Let me get that up here, because uh, for some reason I can't remember it off the top of my head. And that's another thing. If I can't remember your ca- off the card off the top of my head, maybe this isn't the card that I should be waking up for at 9.30 or 5.30 in the morning, and I'll still be 30 minutes behind. But let's see what we got here for the Super Showdown. All right, so we got Peyton Royce. Billy Kay, the Iconics versus Oscar and Naomi. Uh, think uh, think the Iconics is gonna pull away with this one just because of the hometown crowd get that big pop to start off the night. Um, next we'll do uh, the Bar Sheamus and Cesaro versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, if you don't remember, uh, the Bar was actually the the team that ended the 483 day streak of the new day so this has a little bit of history there um i see the new day pulling pulling out with the victory cedric alexander buddy murphy uh like i said i I predict buddy murphy john cena and bobby lashley versus kevin owens and elias come on guys i'm not stupid john cena and bobby lashley will get that victory then we have uh the riot squad versus the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey in a six-man tag. Now, Liv has just been cleared, so good for her. Uh, she actually be able to take a part of this match. You know, last week people were giving Bria a hard time. I didn't give Bria a hard time. You know, things happen. You have to get you have to get back in the swing of things after you've been going for so long. So, can't blame Bria for that. Can't blame anybody for that. It was just a mishap. If you know wrestling, you know certain ways you're supposed to take certain things. And not everything was done the right way. So we move on to Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Now, the stipulation here is whoever wins gets a title shot for the WWE Championship. I think uh, Daniel Bryan is going to win this one here. The Miz has been getting the upper hand for too long for Daniel Bryan not to get this victory. Um, I do think Miz is winning the Royal Rumble this year, though. So I got Daniel Bryan winning uh, against their match. SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Uh, Becky's going to keep the belt. There's no need to take it off of her. Let this feud with Charlotte fizzle its way out. Uh, let's get some more people in there to, to, to hash it out with Becky. Maybe a Asuka after this. We'll see where that goes. Uh, then we have The Shield versus Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. Hmm. Now, this is a toss-up for me. Looking at it here, I, there's many possibilities that could happen. I could see The Shield just getting the, the victory together. I could see Dean Ambrose turning. and not, Well, maybe not turning, but just walking out the ring and not helping The Shield and letting... Uh, Dolph, Drew, and Braun get the win. So I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go Shield win. 
but I'm gonna feel Dean's gonna get hurt or something's gonna happen to Dean where he's gonna feel slighted, but I feel the Shield's still gonna go over on top. Now, WWE Championship, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one versus Samoa Joe. I think it's time, man. I think Joe's going to win this one. I think Joe's going to finally get his hand raised as a WWE champion to set up him versus Daniel Bryan. AJ's had a great run. AJ needs a break. I know that contract is coming up soon, but most likely he'll resign just because we don't know what's going to happen in 2019. Um, <clears throat> I got, got Joe though winning the... Uh, win the championship then the, probably the main event we have triple h versus the undertaker undertaker flanked by kane triple h flanked by Shawn michaels this is the undertaker's last match right here and i think he's going to the hall of fame this year i think this is this is the proper person to put it down nice place it's not american soil this it all seems as triple h is going to get this victory he's going to end this for once and for all he might use it for future storylines down the road, but if this isn't a match, I think another match, and then this will be it. But Triple H is getting this win. So there you have it, guys. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at V dot underscore V underscore DJ. Snapchat DJ V dot 757. Download the Anchor app. Uh, find V dot and friends. Leave a message, tell you, tell me how you like the show, tell me what I should be doing better. Uh, shoot, tell me if this ain't it, dog. I can appreciate that. Find this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and everywhere else where podcasts are available. Y'all take it easy, have a good weekend, and I'll check in with you next week. Next week on the Random Pay-Per-View Generator, we will do... Wish I had a drum roll here. King of the Ring 1997. Yeah, King of the Ring 97 is what we're doing next week. Um, hope you enjoy the Super Showdown. And next week also, I'll start talking. Um, we're getting close to the end of the year, so I'll give a, a Bullet Club update and some other, pe some other news rumors and uh, things that's going on. But y'all take it easy, man.